Before we get started with today's episode, I want to let you know that this episode contains discussion of racial discrimination and violence. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're talking about rebels with a cause, women who broke rules and took major risks to upend the status quo and create meaningful change. Today, we're talking about a community leader who rose to meet a dire moment in British history, a time rife with racial discrimination and economic despair. Let's talk about Olive Morris. Olive Morris was born on June 26, 1952, in St. Catherine, Jamaica. Her parents moved to England when Olive was young, leaving Olive and Olive's siblings in the care of Olive's grandmother in Jamaica. When she was nine years old, Olive joined her parents in London. Her father was a forklift driver, and her mother worked in a factory and as a cleaner. In November of 1969, 17-year-old Olive was hanging out with some friends at a record store in Brixton, an Afro-Caribbean neighborhood in South London. Outside, a Nigerian diplomat driving down the street was pulled over. At the time, under the so-called Sus Law, it was legal for the British police to stop and search anyone of suspected wrongdoing. Black people were often the targets of these stops. When the diplomat resisted, the police got forceful. People on the street gathered, and Olive stepped out of the crowd to intervene. She was handcuffed, arrested on charges of assault, and taken to the police station. They released her a few hours later, bruised and swollen. This violent incident launched Olive's life as an activist fighting against racial discrimination, especially on behalf of Black women. Soon after her arrest, Olive joined the youth collective of the British Black Panthers and founded the Brixton Black Women's Group. She also helped create the Organization of Women of African and Asian Descent, one of the first networks for women of color to engage in politics and push back against inequalities in housing and education. In 1970, Olive met Michael McColgan, a student and fellow political activist who would become her partner. Olive was very collaborative in her organizing efforts. Michael said she would work and talk with anybody as long as she thought they were genuine about what they were doing. In fact, it would take them 30 minutes to walk a short distance home from their tube stop because so many people stopped her on the street to talk. Her connection to her community made Olive a strong organizer at a time when it was especially necessary. The 1970s in England were like a pressure cooker beginning to let off steam. The mounting tension came from systemic racism rearing its head, indiscriminatory laws, violent policing, and right-wing political speeches that stoked fear. In 1972, two young Black children died in a public housing fire started by an overturned space heater. In response... Olive organized a rally outside government offices to demand safer and more reliable heating in public housing buildings. The demonstrators were threatened with arrest, so Olive had the crowd scatter, but asked the children participating to run into the building. She knew they wouldn't be arrested. Soon after, the head of the housing department came out and agreed to investigate the issue. Central heating was installed not long after that demonstration. The same year, Olive was part of a big squatter's rights campaign. It drew attention to the fact that while thousands of people in London were homeless, there were empty buildings all over the city. One of the buildings she and other organizers took over later became a bookstore. 
another building became a center for community organizing. Olive was always looking to expand her perspective. She completed a social science degree from Manchester University, even though she hadn't completed high school. And she traveled to China and Jamaica to learn from their anti-imperial struggles. Olive was in Spain in the summer of 1978, when, one day, she felt a sudden pain while biking. When she returned to London, she was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. She died on July 12, 1979. She was 27 years old. Olive's legacy of activism is often characterized as overlooked, but that might be a bit simplistic. Her organizing in such a critical time in British history has inspired many memorials, archives, and resurgences of her efforts. All month, we're talking about Rebels with a Cause. For more information, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.